Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is A New World Order and this is our 100th episode final of the season. Congratulations, gentlemen. And as requested by our viewers, I'm naked for it. You're all welcome. <laughs> there will be photos on the Instagram. You can I, call it flash photography. Nudity is, <laughs> is completely legal, even encouraged in Submerica. I hope it's legal in Zane's apartment because it's happening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's legal in my apartment. Anyway, I'm Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the sea. One person whose nation might be naked, but they're not old. And another is old, whose nation <laughs> might be naked, but they're pretty dumb. <laughs> I can play this game too. I'm with two nations, one that's a stupid face and the other one that's face is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, congratulations. Yep. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a scathing witticism. Yes, you're welcome. I'm your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of World America. What? Every time mm. that... It I hope it changes next season. It doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> what if it nicely? never stops changing next <laughs> season? <laughs> I mean, even so, like it's... It has to be better than this. I like. I really like this. I'm not changing the World America thing. I've been planning that since like episode four and just couldn't find the right moment, you know? Yeah. You should have kept looking. Yeah. Like there hasn't been the right moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there, <laughs> there was. continues to not be the right moment. Solidarity, aliens, five hands, three heads. I know it was the other way around, but it's fine. They adapted. Aliens. And I'm, of course, Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, this might not be the best episode for you. Uh, <laughs> at There's least go back a couple. Uh, so the, you should be able to find all 100 of our episodes. Uh, but we're each running a nation on the nation simulatornationstates.net and you can go on that website, find our nations and have a look at the statistics. And each week we are presented with an issue that we have to try and solve while staying true-ish to our own political leanings. It can be difficult, let me say that much. Mm -hmm. And each five episodes for the last 50, we have been... Cursed by Gypsy. I didn't hear the intro part and I thought that was, I had to signal like alien noises. And I was like, that's a terrible choice of a soundbite. What is that? That's a gypsy laugh. I mean, like, oh yeah, I guess. So we have, we have withstood the rapture. We've withstood time travelers. We have withstood a pandemic. Talking animals. Yeah, that was by far. Actually, I think that was probably the best one for right, that's Australia. Why, that's why I did the noise for yeah. it. And Talking Animals was probably the greatest change, the greatest positive change in, in Andropolia. The rapture was pretty this good for us. A little bit of welfare was the biggest, best change in Andropolia, was it? I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for the free marketers to come, for the industrialists to come. And they never did. It turns out they don't like giving money to someone just because it's the right thing to do. Isn't that strange? It's not the right thing to do. You don't just give money to people, but you give them life. Okay, so this week we wrap up the final of our Gypsy Curses because the final one has been First Contact and those aliens are going to wipe out the Gypsies or at least stop them from affecting us. Somehow, we we don't know how, probably. So we are going to do a regular episode. They might just pay off the Gypsies. They might just. I've been trying. (laughs) I've got a whole Gypsy department. (laughs) We're going to do a regular episode where we each deal with one issue 
and then we will wrap up the five-episode uh, arc with uh, basically deciding who's dealt with it the best and distribute our final veto points, see who has accumulated the most veto points over the season and who has won that season. Then we might even tease a little bit of what's going on in season three. Mm. And Wait, then that worked be- it out? <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 in a position where I'm going to announce it on air. So yes. Oh, okay, <laughs> guys, you're gonna love it. <laughs> and then next week we will have a little break, but we'll just kind of be going over a recap of where our nations are at, where we have come from, and what we've come through. Effectively, it's going to be a, like a live recorded clip episode without the clips, <laughs> just without <laughs> reminiscing. But it's kind of like a clip and episode. some statistics, <laughs> a bit of comparison. Uh, me and Andy. Before Seb arrived, we had uh, a brief discussion about uh, the differences in our nations and they were quite stark. Yes. Um, Whereas mine are been- more Rogers. It was a <laughs> Civil War joke for you. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Captain America should have died and should be dead now. Uh, no, we have to die the, in the end. next one. And so let's get into it. Zane Australia has a... Environmental issue because we've been paying a lot of attention to politics and uh, preparing for the for the arrival of our alien friends, and we've been neglecting our our environment a little bit. And our florists are blooming mad. Big Tobian balsam, an invasive weed with an extremely short gestation period, rapid growth, and hallucinogenic properties, <laughs> has infested Zane Australia's hillsides. After smothering endangered wildflowers and crop-laden fields alike, it's an unlikely co- coalition of environmentalists and business owners have petitioned the government for action. So we have an invasive species that is taken over by storm, and we've got to figure out how to deal with it. <laughs> These damn weeds are out of control, shouts the nation's leading basket-weaving magnate, who insists on being called the basket case. They've completely destroyed my bamboo crop and are overrunning everything else. The government needs to back off with these pesticide regulations and let us handle this problem ourselves. That's not ominous at all. Right? Uh, why would I listen to the basket case? Thank you very much. <laughs> Option number two. All he's asking you to do is relax those pesky pesticide laws. Those pesky pesticide laws. I mean, who cares what you're pumping into the water as long as it's getting rid of the weeds? Who cares if the bees are dead as long as they don't have weeds? <laughs> Option number two. For once, I agree with my money-grubbing colleague here in theory, replies my constantly overlooked Minister for the Environment, Mofflo. I disagree in methodology, though. All those nasty pesticides and chemicals would do colossal and irreversible damage to the environment. How about we set up a jobs program to remove the weeds and reseed the earth? It'll be a little costly, but... We'll be helping the environment and tackling unemployment. Talk about killing two peacocks with one stone. Now, that's a very bad idea. Look, yes. Uh, I tend to agree that that is not an ideal solution um, because I already have a rather intensive employment Program, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> and I don't want to take over anymore. Uh, my government is very large, uh, so let's see what the other options have in store. Option number three: Eureka! Exclaims drug dealer turned scientist Sue Anshaw. Big Topian Balsam's growth is outstanding. Imagine if we utilize their genes for other crops like wheat or corn. We could plant and harvest within a month, feeding all of Australia. That means no more importing foodstuffs from other countries. Uh, there could be a tiny chance of psychotropic side effects, but that's nothing compared to the economic benefits. I have a sneaking suspicion that you are leaning towards it is science option, yes. And to hell with the consequences. And I am pretty fond of supporting my primary industries, but that tiny chance of psychotropic side effects is a worry. Like, that's the come problem on, with any... That's just, that's just incentive for your researchers to come up with a way to combat that. 
afterwards. Yeah. You mean yeah, by that time they the brought the zombies up to us? Yeah. It's just a challenge. Yeah, that's fix exactly it. what. <laughs> and they did fix it, to be fair. They I thought I fixed it. it. Oh, somebody fixed it eventually. It was definitely me. Uh, I won that round. I'm taking that as fixing it. You just survived the most. We stopped it. <laughs> I sure did survive the most. By destroying your capital city <laughs> and rebuilding it stronger and deeper. <laughs> Option number four. Use the genes for food. Ah! Last controversial military scientist, Beth Bender, who, for some odd reason, has been by my side since the beginning. Big Topian balsam is a perfect bioweapon that can wipe out our enemy's agriculture. Our extensive research shows that Big Topian balsam has been successful in the accidental contamination of a few localized sites. We need more funding to begin immediate construction of a payload delivery system and your authorization for its approval, of course. There's no chance of retaliation either. Our enemies will be too doped up to care. Oh, don't believe him. Because any, any option you take to underhandedly defeat your enemies... What you enemies? Zane's truly really doesn't well, have enemies. That's also true. That's also true. Um... <laughs> Militarizing it uh, is uh, well. Maybe we do have an enemy because this leads me to believe that maybe some of the political unrest has <laughs> led uh, Big Topia to maybe throw this at us while we were elsewhere. Possibly. And while it while it may be a very worthwhile tactic, uh, it's immoral to starve people out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Zane Australia is prepared to engage in that sort of warfare. No, no, we're not. But I was going to say that any any measure you took to, you know, defeat your enemies or cripple them would also hamper you in some way. The, the fact that he's claiming that there's no way that you know they could retaliate that doesn't mean that somebody couldn't retaliate on their behalf. Yeah. Or take advantage of you in a weak state. Yeah, and absolutely. Do, and do exactly the same thing to you. So I'm actually. I have a quite a strong environment at the moment, an environment score. So Yeah, the soil is great. It's not going to be I know that it's not temporary doing this <laughs> in nation states. But at the moment I'm leaning towards option number one. Really? Um, the work because program. With, no, is it is that the work program? No, that's no. option number two. Uh, option number one is relaxing pesticide regulations uh-huh. to get rid of it. Um, and hopefully then uh, reinstate. Really, um, you're taking that option over the potential gene splicing to get quicker harvests. Uh, yes, because it is not good science. Well, what they're doing here is is talking about uh, getting it in, getting it done, and getting it out without testing it, uh, which is surely that would come as a part of the process. Do you think? Do you think that if I press that option... <laughs> that Zane Australians won't suddenly start growing arms yes. where they never were arms before? Or just just imagine that as they just see people with 16 arms behind them. Uh, the right, psychotropic I side effects. I don't, I don't want to drug my nation. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that sounds like bad science to me. Um, so while I am pro-science, I do have a very high science... Uh, quotient already so I don't feel the need to push that any further and I think we're going to lose less from the environment um, by relaxing pesticide regulations okay um, so you're happy to take a hit in the environment which you're expecting yes yeah hopefully um, and that honestly that is is kind of taking a hit in the environment to uh, protect it overall uh, so okay unless there's a veto incoming no Good. Or is there Andrew Hilton? No, okay, then there's no. <laughs> How dare you suggest? I keep I keep my word. We could have we could have established some sort of alliance, but we apparently again, don't need one because you're too chicken to use one. You never come to the meeting, Sid. You never want to come to the table. Talking with you is <laughs> is an A unbelievable treat. chore. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the reward you get for doing your chores. <laughs> Rurals and Australians predict bumper harvest. Aristocrats welcome rising income inequality. Thank you very much. Environment, apparently. Our green theatre program to go, government says. 
Industry basket weaving up 23.6%, agriculture 22.4%, economic Good. freedom 5.2%, wealth gaps 48 disposable income 47 uh, economic output 1.6%, average income 1.6%, economy 1.2%, human development index 1.1%, uh, welfare, cheese exports, uh, employment, obesity, and pacifism all up less than one. The big down, eco-friendliness at 11%. Okay. I'm happy with that. Yeah. That is fine. Um, and how may I ask, has that tied in with the aliens? So this was this was honestly my attention was diverted to the aliens. Oh, I see. And, and this had got away from me, so I'm just tending to my okay. house before okay. the arrival. Um, so this wasn't so much directly involved with the aliens. It was just fixing the nation before Understood. aliens arrived. Um, I also have... Significant drops in ideological ideological radicality at 6.1. Authoritarianism, which wasn't high to begin with, down 5.2. Okay. Um, income inequality, down 4.7. Environmental beauty, down 4.6. Yeah. Um, oh, weather, that's, that's not as big a hit as I was no, expecting. No, no. Okay. Um, weather, down 3.3. Taxation, down uh, 2%. Uh, and then lifespan and government size, down 0.4 each. Terrific. So, um, expected losses and less than expected. So I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that. That's positive. Yeah. All right. Who has another issue? Me. Sorry. I have a really bad cough today. It's great. <laughs> and I still came to podcast work. You're right. <laughs> please. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Such a Thank tremendous you. person, sir. I will end your nation. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My issue is called the call of nature. One, oh. one second, sorry. <laughs> the call of nature. There we go. World America has become the laughing stock of the world after the small topians. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> after the small topian. Oh my God. <laughs> After the small topian Sentinel published an article on the public urination problem in Suplex City, this article cited the small topian ambassador who complained about the sordid stench outside the embassy building. Distraught at the international humiliation, your aides have come to you with a shower of suggestions. Who worded this? <laughs> They're calling us the latrine of the Pacific, yells Gideon Blofeld, your Minister of Foreign Affairs, holding a violet-scented wet wipe to her nose. The worst thing is that those despicable small-topian tabloids aren't even wrong. Our people are marking their territory on every building oh, wall. Dear. <laughs> And there's a golden river running alongside every city street. So not only have you got rid of your internet, you're also getting rid of your sewers. Apparently. We're, no, we're actually making more sewers where you would never expect them to be. Open well, sewers. Well, that's fine. Yeah. If the people are underground, yeah. then all the sewerage should be above ground. <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> we need to institute punitive fines to deter public urination before our good reputation gets flushed down the toilet. Yes, urine town. Establish you're in town. <laughs> so that's the musical, right? Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Aren't we, Hick? Oh, God, he's drunk. <laughs> Aren't we being a little too uh, harsh here? Slurs Yuri Nator, a perpetually drunk civil servant struggling with his zipper before finally giving up. I mean, if I am taking a walk with my buddies after a guy's night out and my beer wants to get out of my body, who can stop me from... Shaking hands with an old friend. Anyone who sees you. Yep. <laughs> Besides. The fact that you're outside. <laughs> yep. Should make you rethink all the decisions leading up to that night. <laughs> I bet you holding it must be bad. Holding it in must be bad for your urine bladder or something. We should be allowed to let it all go wherever and whenever we want. A look of relief crosses his face as your office carpet gains a wet patch. Now, let me just say, as abhorrent as it is, all he's doing is staying true to the Sub-American ideal of doing whatever the hell I want because it's not harming anybody else. Yes, but I think the argument here is it is harming someone else. How? Smell. Smell. People are complaining about this because it's not happening 
on their own property where they have their own little right, you know, freedom to do it all there. Okay. It's, not happening, in a, it's okay. not happening in a forest where, you know, it can be hidden away. It's just happening like on private property. Okay. That, yeah. I accept that. Hmm. I sniff a golden opportunity here, exclaims oh, Elizabeth Arden, your minister of aerosol solutions and a part-time perfume producer. It seems people are mainly disturbed by the all-pervasive smell of urine in Suplex City, but this could easily be remedied if we deodorized our streets. All we need to do is install spray tanks filled with my signature fragrance, Elizabeth Number no. 5, on all garbage trucks, and they could just besprinkle the whole city with it while driving around in Suplex City. I assure you, our sweet-scented city will be the envy of the Pacific. I mean, yeah. that's 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 the new the new world American way is just like spend all the money. That's that's regardless exactly right. of where it comes from. Don't worry about the stains. Look at how they magically disappear under this blanket. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's not cleaning it; it's masking it. If this was a plan to hose down the streets to clean them, I'd be all for yeah, it. You're hosing it down with perfume. If this is this feels like more of a cover than a clean though. That's perfume is mostly alcohol. This next is the person, urine really there if you can't smell it anymore? That's true. Object permanence isn't a skill that we learn. <laughs> it's America, so as long as we can't see it, it's good. And finally, this damn situation stinks to hell. Growls General Samuel Jackson, slamming a knife point into the <laughs> into the world map on your desk, skewering small topia. We. Can't allow ourselves to be insulted by a goddamn pipsqueak nation oh, like Smalltopia. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't hold it. Very <laughs> funny. <laughs> I suggest we gather up the runoffs from our city streets and have our bombers dump the effluent over Smalltopian cities. And we shall rain down upon them with great vengeance and furious anger. <laughs> I'm going that one. I know I normally wouldn't, but the idea of piss bombing a nation is hilarious. Piss bombing a nation is it pointing out the fact that your uh, country is a piss bomb? It's episode 100. I'm going to have a fun one. I'm going to drop some piss on that nation. All right. Good. Yep. Start a war. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight you. No, on please it. don't. No, no. It's but that's episode, ridiculous. It's episode 100. Submerica says fuck it. <laughs> It's entirely possible foreign diplomats misheard America's offered words of peace be upon you. <laughs> Funds are great. Uh, salesperson. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Salespeople report rising demand for long black cars with tinted windows. <laughs> Defense industry welcomes new government spending. Group returning piss from bombs. Yep. <laughs> no, well, he's finally invested in military. military. Yeah, yep. Um, group returning from national disaster struck by second natural disaster. World American parents concerned about youth employment. So defense forces did go up as my biggest up in saying that we'll go over it next episode, but it, it went up 18%, which it's a lot, it's not as bad as it sounds because it was like negative yeah. something before. So, I mean, it's probably now in a positive, but it's still it'll be negligible. And are we to assume that all the extra urination was courtesy of the aliens or they somehow I'm just showing them much like in war of the worlds where they were taken out by bacteria that we too can play a dirty game and they should be on the lookout. They should be careful where they step because they may get thrown, you know, urine thrown in their face. Yeah, They might get sick from all the piss. Of course. Anyway. Yeah. Corruption up nine, rudeness up five and black market up two. I don't like that corruption went up and it just goes to show you the military is corrupt because I, I, all that went up was the military and it brought up corruption. In fact, they were, yeah, 18 and 9%. So apparently for every 2% defense forces go up, corruption goes up one with it. <laughs> right. Safe, oh, sorry, downs, negligible, really. The biggest and only one in solid territory was 1% down, safety. And the rest are all 0.5 down to 0.002s. Well, yeah, the, the only thing you did was throw- Bombs of urine at another nation. Take that, you commie bastards. <laughs> it's not even like deadly. It's just kind of like gross, right? a yeah. weird investment. <laughs> so gross. In like them pointing out something very true about hey, your nation. One in 1,000 of them was probably very turned on by it. <laughs> You're welcome, Smalltopia. Are you going to stick by those statistics? One in 1,000? That's probably, that's probably not right. 
Said America, where the numbers don't matter. <laughs> One in a number of them. <laughs> every every so often, a small topian was very pleased with the situation. Well, in Andropolia, the aliens are welcome, and they are moving about, apparently, causing a bit of a problem at the petrol pump. Mm. Uh, all right. Commuters they, are complaining. They, do they use fossil fuels? <laughs> Commuters are complaining about the ongoing rise in gas prices, causing a massive debate in the government about what should be done. Now, as a little bit of a tie-in, you may remember that very early in the game, Andropolia banned cars. Correct. I do remember. Yeah, in the hopes that the streets would be sold and everything would be privatised. That never happened. So when the option came to reintroduce... Lazy capitalist, that's what that was. Lazy capitalist, that's exactly right. No vision. No, no... No entrepreneurial spirit. Exactly right. They're just all sitting there with the money in the bank and going, oh, I wonder why it's not increasing. In- I know, right? I zoned out and that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> did, so, you even, did you ever say anything that earned that? <laughs> no, not really. Because <laughs> I didn't hear a dramatic like, end to your statement. You were just like, yeah, so then I went to have a picnic and... <laughs> No, we're talking about capitalists yeah, the sitting with money in the bank. are not as pioneering as they would have you believe they are. They started out pioneering, but then yes. they found pizza and guns. They got very lazy. And they just built houses and had pizza Around their gun and shot, yeah. <laughs> shot at the, the delivery guys. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very accurate summation of Antipolia, actually. Oh, no, so I've been we, here for 100 episodes so, now. <laughs> so we lifted the car, Ben. And thanks to uh, a veto from Zane's Australia, uh, they were f- they had to be the fuels had to be cleaner. Yes, correct. The fuels meant they had to be cleaner, um, but <gasps> uh, as a part of the um, uh, change of government that happened in between those two, all public transport was gutted as well. Oh no! And that's never been reintroduced. Oh. So the aliens are needing to move around. And we there. need some public transport. Let's see what the options... Ooh, public. That's a dirty word. <laughs> <laughs> the Andropolian mantra is public funds get spent last as a means of last, last resort. And even then try and avoid it at all costs. Who cares about a few trees, says oil executive Bogani Schmidt. Gas prices are six amples per gallon and rising. There is lots of oil to be found in areas currently protected as parks. Solving our energy needs is more important than conserving the environment. Just give us permission to go in there and start drilling and gas prices will plummet. Mm. Okay, that's addressing the problem. An interesting take. Let's see if there are any other solutions that aren't let's, as destructive. Let's see if there are any. There is a second option of two. <gasps> <laughs> I see someone else is trying to goad someone into spending a veto point. <laughs> there are other ways to recover from the fossil fuel crisis besides ruining forests, says environmental activist Haley Blofeld. We shouldn't just take the short way out and drill here. I suggest spending more money on public transportation systems and encouraging people to carpool. If people weren't so reliant on fossil fuel-powered cars, we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. And if we start using less oil, the price price will drop with the demand. So again, if the price is the problem, mm-hmm. this addresses it in a less destructive way. It's true. More public spending yep. on something that was taken away and was not reintroduced uh, through the through the free market. So if the people need this, if this is a a necessary evil, shall we say, of, of, of the government, then it has to be done. I mean, public transport in highly populated areas is the most efficient way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wish that an Andropolian businessmen were coming to the table and doing it. And fixing it. There's no investment coming in. Maybe there'll be an option. If it's implemented, maybe there'll be an option to privatise in the future. Perhaps. But they're not taking the first step, so the government has to. We call that the Australian way. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Look, it's tricky. It's tricky. Freedom is a really awful thing. It is an awful thing. People will- You m- die before 50. <laughs> no, I mean, with freedom, people will not behave the way you expect them to. Correct. They I'll will not guns. do it. In fact, they may even do detestable things, but mm. that's the price you pay. Or you know, it's the price f- you don't pay 
If you say no, <laughs> naughty Andropolian, <laughs> stop it. Well, <laughs> if people want to spend their money, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of the show uh, Dragon's Den, right? And almost every product that comes on there, it's some retail crap. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you can you can always say, why would anybody want that? But the point is, always does. But the point is, is if it genuinely does, you know, help their life and, and enrich their life in some way, who are you to say, no, you shouldn't spend your money on that? You know, that's uh, a, I'm the person who's not going to invest in it. Yeah, 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 you can say that, but somebody else might because somebody else, you know, sees the potential. Because so you're going public transport? I am, unless there's a veto incoming. I would never. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, good. Listen to what's going on <laughs> at the table during the podcast, because why would you? I was, I was making a meme. It was very important. <laughs> so... I'm happy to report that the Andropolian government is spending millions on renovating the public transport system. I know. That's times. actually weird for you. So yeah. Yeah. No, Look, I've, congratulations. Again, again, I have, I have tried, you know, I want, I still want to repeal as many laws as possible. It may be the case that I have reached that limit and I can't, repeal any more laws without endangering the safety of, of, of the population. That may be the case. Any further than you already have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to get to zero. That may not be achievable. I think getting to zero in nation states would be impossible because oh, yeah. of the nature of yeah. the game. Oh, it's a very cynical <laughs> game, isn't it? It's so cynical. That's wonderful. Yeah. The Anthropology Sentinel reports our forecast. It's all good. New government building to house 500 staff. Oh, no. 500 staff. in a country of 3.7 billion. I think that's, I think that's an acceptable. 500 more. I know. Yeah, why? Why do they need more people to run things? Someone's got to <laughs> administrate the buses. No, I don't like this. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably it. Economics, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll pay for itself. Maybe all the ridership will pay for those 500 staff. Ideally. Yeah, I hope so. I, ideally, public transport should pay for itself and should be invested in itself first. I'm looking at you, uh, Queensland Government and Brisbane Council. But the government always has the wrong incentives. How if... Yeah, no, I, I understand. How, how, how do you set a ticket price if you don't really know... What, what you're investing in in the first place, if you're only ever addressing public Also, opinion. how is Sydney both the most tolled city in the, in the world and has the second highest public transport prices? Yeah, right. How yeah. is that a thing? Yeah. 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 It takes a special storm of stupid is what it takes. I actually, I was just in Sydney over the weekend and- drove from the city to outside the city. I went to, to Newcastle, but the point is once I was out of the city, that's when the, the tolls ended. That's almost an entirely new city, but yeah. some people might say. But I'm saying <laughs> the point of Sydney to outside of the CBD, yeah. I went through $35 in tolls. Yeah. You're kidding. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's and, insane. But I will say that train, because we ended up catching a train to the airport from Newcastle. Um, the train from New, where we were staying in Newcastle to Sydney CBD was five bucks. Wow. But then from Sydney CBD to the airport, yeah, fifteen bucks. Yeah, but that's I mean that that's the same as in Brisbane. Well, there the you go, Seb. Yeah. Shame on you for trying to move around Sydney. Yeah, but I will say the trains are wonderful. The double yeah. the double decker, they the doors just open up automatically and the seats move and they're clean. It was eye opening that Brisbane's a shithole. <laughs> no, no, Brisbane's not that awful. I used to work for the company that. Builds, builds the trains here. Here, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. But I mean, like, just the inside the trains, like the ones in Sydney were double as wide. They felt they were two stories tall. And the fact that they're, that the seats are like those ones that you can move where the seat is so you can face either direction. Like, little things. 
And like we saw it, like they have 24 new trains that are being built yeah. and they are just the exact same as their current trains because they've nailed it. They don't need to do what Brisbane's doing. Like this one's got a special button in a toilet. No, we don't need that. We just need more seats. Regulation, government regulation quite often dictates a lot of, a lot of differences in those. And I can absolutely assure you that Queensland, uh, Queensland Rail regulations and Queensland government uh, laws uh, really stifle innovation. Probably prohibit on, the extra yeah. the layer on top or something. Oh, oh there's some so old tunnel many, that's so not things. big enough and it's uh, – yeah. No, tunnels are absolutely the case why we don't have double-decker trains in, yeah. in, in Brisbane. But you don't really need them. It's not – as dense as Sydney, it's but getting, nowhere near as dense as Sydney. Getting on in peak times, sometimes you just have, you actually have to miss the train because you, there's just no spaces. Like, and it's not me being picky. Really, it's people saying no one else is allowed on this train. That can happen sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, it's stupid that it can. But there's another in peak times. There's another train in five minutes. Yeah, but there's another train that goes to in like my train is every half an hour. Like that goes to as far as I need to get. Public home. transport so is terrible, that, except stuck. in Andropolia, right? Yeah, where we're innovating and doing new things. Economic slump minor. This is why I want the Uber helicopter thing. This is why. No, it won't work. It's rubbish. It's a stupid idea. Coming this year, Uber Elevate. <laughs> National parks proving popular. Good. Aww. I'm glad I didn't get rid of them. Eco-friendliness in Andropolia is up 100%, I'm happy to report. A surprising, literally no one. <laughs> Public transport up 100%. Yep. From nothing to something. Yeah, actually from negative <laughs> five and a half to zero. Oh, okay. good. <laughs> on the, Baby uh, steps, I guess. On the societal mobility rating. <laughs> so at least people are- You're not actively inhibiting people from getting places now. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> they're, they're moving less <laughs> than they weren't before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> environmental beauty up 13.6%. I have no idea how this ties in, but lifespan is up 10%. Well, it ties into pollution and environmental beauty, I believe. 10%? Yeah, it, I just look. Gentlemen, Andropolia is back in the, solidly, in the 50s. firmly in the 50 club. 53? Uh, 52.6. Right. Almost yeah. 53. We're back in the 50 club. <laughs> Hooray. Congratulations. Those feet are firmly planted Here's in there. Here's hoping you can break 55 by the end of next season. <laughs> the human development index up 3%, weather and tourism up 25 and the government size up 1%. Taxation only up half a percent. So the effective tax rate yep. is now 4.97%. Uh, Not bad at so all. So that's a small price to pay for such a huge benefit. Okay, I mean, gentlemen. That really is big. The lifespan is the big winner there. As far as the negatives are concerned, obesity down 1%. People are walking mm -hmm. more, I guess. The death rate is down 1.5%. Charmlessness down 4 Manufacturing down 10 unfortunately. Mining down 145 Doubly unfortunately. And automobile manufacture, which had a huge resurgence in, uh, in Andropolia. Actually, while the car ban was still in effect, yeah, you the got auto manufacturing yeah. for export, I'm presuming, <laughs> Um, that has taken a hit 45% Oof, down. Yeah. But look. It's got to come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. Uh, and I guess people don't need cars as much as they used to. And that's the thing. If there's not enough fuel to go around, you're going to find another way to get places. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a, a question of demand because people were just paying higher prices. No, it's just a matter it's, of supply. So yeah. if you can't get it for a price that you can yeah. pay, then you're going to not use it. But lifespan is a huge winner there. I don't think anybody could – Complain about that. And environmental beauty up double figures as well. Yeah. Well so, done. Huge success for Andropolia. And the aliens are happy probably. And moving around and they're living longer and they're appreciating all the beautiful parks, national parks. So this who dealt a, with first contact the best? It was obviously me. I don't know if there's a debate this time around. What did what did you do that? No, Andrew will tell you because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't paying attention to the words coming out of your mouth. Um I threatened them with chemical weapons this round. <laughs> Chemicals um, being urine. Well, they got in in the War of the Worlds, the common cold took them out. I believe it was bacteria, but no, yes. It was the common cold. <laughs> and we, are, we all know that's a historical text. Of course. Yep. I really enjoy that you've taken an immediate antagonistic stance towards the aliens. No, because then the other four episodes, I took a, a happy stance, I think. I think I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've dropped between showing them we're not a threat, showing them that we're standing, we're standing you know, side by side with one another, and also I will literally- 
bomb me with my piss. Well, gentlemen, shall I do a recap, please? Just and remember to sell the way I just sold it. And in doing so, pitch why I successfully <laughs> disagree. dealt with First Contact the best. In our first First Contact episode, uh, Zane Australia funded its technology park mm-hmm. to uh, increase research. Uh, Submerica, World America. Thank you. Abolished gun control. Actually, I don't think we were World America yet. I think mm, it was Seb America. I think it was World America was the second. Oh, one. you World America now. Whatever weird America. What did we do? You we abolished gun control. Gun control. What's that? Guns are back. Don't fuck with us, ET. Okay, so number e. one is threatening. Yeah, <laughs> ET phone bullet to your head. Yep. Let's see. Let's see what the balance works out. <laughs> the next click you'll hear is me hanging up. The one after that is me pulling the trigger. Scott Pilgrim. I win. And Andropolia abolished pensions and mandatory retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, Firm set American lead. That was in response to to a lot of elderly people saying, "Hey, I feel kind of useless. I want to do something, and I legally am blocked from getting back to work." Yeah. And the thinking there was, yeah, there's there's stuff to do, there's research to be done, there are banners to, you know, welcome banners to paint. put up and paint. Somebody needs to do it all. Someone's got to do it. So I don't know that one. I look, I I seriously think that split between Zane Australia and Andropolia because <laughs> Zane Australia's approach was very focused on the technology, but Andropolia all of a sudden had a workforce that could deal with an influx of, you know. Of greeters. A well-regulated militia. <laughs> uh, you got rid of gun control. Yeah. Not well-regulated, just militia. <laughs> a militia. <laughs> I, I I was going to give that one to Zane. Yeah. I, but only because I, I can't think, award it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I think, yeah, on, on, on balance, maybe Zane, maybe me, but if it's, if it's, you know, the two of us voting, then, yeah, Zane gets the... On that one, what about the next? Goes one? over the mark on that one. Yeah, in our next episode, Zane Australia dismissed its misbehaving ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, wasn't going to tolerate them. You know, punching up and going to fisticuffs with other well, disagreeing so, ambassadors. Yes, yeah, so they were they were taking advantage of the rights granted them yes. by their position. Yes, so I dismissed them and hired the best people for the job. It just so happened to be your family. Some of right? them apparently <laughs> were related to me. Uh, I'm not sure who made the decision, but yes, mm, yes, some minister somewhere. Uh, we're all very well educated in Zane Australia, so I'm sure they were good for the job. Uh, this was the World American episode. I knew it. I win automatically because I changed my nation's name to make a point. Because World America uh, insisted on on maintaining dual citizenship, that you, you were supporting dual citizenship. To show that we were not so different, you and I. Possibly. Okay, so one for threatening, one for welcoming. Yeah. There we go. And there was, and there was an educational crisis in Andropolia. Textbooks prices were through the roof. And you went uh, digital. We went digital. I hope the aliens can't hack that so, <laughs> with their with their sky beams. <laughs> we went digital, not only allowing more uh, students to uh, to take part in in education, and also the recent uh, re- retirees could now could now study very effectively. Uh, they could also have the best information on hand at any one time. They could be updated constantly. Um, again. Zane's response was very direct in its, um, you know, it wasn't going to tolerate misbehaviour towards any sort of uh, alien response, and Andropolia was going to had a lot of had a lot of people studying for it. Neither one really a direct response to it. Even Submerica with its, you know, stance of dual citizenship, it's not really a direct. Uh, mm. I'm showing the aliens in the first one, don't fuck with us, yeah. and then I'm showing that we're united. This is no, a consistent theme here, guys. We're, yeah, we're, all sh- we're, all showing, we're all showing those aliens what yeah, we're we capable are. of and what we stand for, but none of us really directly addressed anything. I so. armed my people. I, I will say Zane Australia was, was and I, I'm not sure, like just because of the, how the cookie crumbled, uh, was trying to lead the world response no, in I'm peacefully welcoming the aliens, and the politicians just did not agree <laughs> no, with that's, that. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> did not cooperate. So, in our third episode, uh, Zane Australia refused to take a position on a political murder and dismissed the issue. Unfortunately, with no results. So yes. So, so basically, I know. It was, the, it was, yes, the rule of law is going to stand. I'm yeah. not going to make it political. Yeah. Um, 
because rule of law should stand. Yeah, but that was really refusing to act on, on yes. the, the proposals uh, before you. Submerica welcomed back its expatriates. Fortifying our nation. I I, I will say, um, so that's kind of a continuation of the first one because dismissing my my people. It it is, it is, but it was was kind of the- Get rid of them all. Andy, don't make me get rid of you. There were no results. I'm willing to fire anyone. I'm I'm looking at the- I'm reading the numbers here and there were no results from Zane Australia. true, there were no results. There was nothing to say. A lot of talk and nothing- nothing Things continued- in their utopic way. Yeah. Whereas I am continuing to unite the entire planet like a fucking hero by yeah. welcoming your own people back. After welcoming they left, everyone back, I after said. After they left and then said, oh no, it's a little bit uncomfortable here with all the shooting with and With all the, the civil murder. war. Yeah. <laughs> please it's, please pay for my airfare back home. Please, everyone come back home where it's safe. Oh, no, the, the place that I call home now that I haven't for the last few years because it was offended that they moved for me. I'll move too one day. I'm not going to get offended. I'm not saying fuck you, yeah, Australia. I'm just I'm moving. I'm this place. I'm out of here. <laughs> and Andropolia took- a radical stance in preserving a graffitied brick wall. Yeah, the, that one wall is going to keep keeps the alien death ray out. Moving it brick by brick to preserve it in a museum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a that is a stretch on all of our parts. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> I gladly take the win from that one. <laughs> Doing literally the only thing. <laughs> Uh, in our fourth episode, Zane Australia implemented a re-education centre for, uh, or re-education centres across the board, really, for uh, rehabilitating criminals. Yep. Uh, Submerica, World America. Thank you. Forced employees to pay overtime for its commuting workers. That was just more of a fuck you to you, Andrew. That was about the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just call that what it is. That nothing to do with them. <laughs> I accept the point. And you call yourself a leader. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say so you 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 were one for for threatening, two for welcoming. <laughs> one I'm for- gonna put that on threatening but because no. you're obviously just pissing off a, 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 a nominally friendly nation. But it's threatening aliens and then just threatening Andrew. They're separate points. If I would this, say if this one is welcoming, <laughs> sorry, if this one is welcoming of your expats, then this one where you're basically just pissing off Andropolia <laughs> is threatening. Well, I mean, like, technically they're all to piss so off Andropolia. you're two for two at the moment. <laughs> I mean, technically they all angered Andrew. <laughs> like, if we're going to split hairs, that was just intentional. And in that same episode, Andropolia turned a blind eye to pop stars misbehaving. Now, that one I think is very important because- Aliens are coming down, they're mingling, they're going to be doing some pretty weird stuff that may be, you know, a violation or some sort of criminal offence here. Their intent may not be to cause anyone harm, but nonetheless they may be disruptive or a nuisance I think in some way. by that same token, Zane Australia did the exact same thing. No, that's true. You've you've, yeah. you've got yeah, you established the rehabilitation for it. That's I mean instead of violent retribution. Yes, but that's pretty heavy on violent criminals and trying to make them less violent. Well, yeah, we don't have a police force or no. Crime. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. This is for Andropolia. This was more about addressing that initial problem of you know acknowledging that yes, there are going to be cultural differences. Yeah, they're here. Um, let's not go overboard at, at the slightest little thing. If they all of a sudden start pissing in the street because they're used to public urination. Let's not overreact. And it's pink. Let's not overreact. Uh, exactly right. And start, you know, demanding that they go back to their ships and, and piss off. Go back home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I, not do we're that. We're full. Let's I actually think in, in number four, I thought none of us got a point. I think we were all pretty ineffective. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pitching myself as a, as a dead winner for that one. No, I, I'm saying zero points to all on that one. Because <laughs> well, I, I think enough. that all of us just did nothing. Well, in mine this- was by choice, but like all of you, I just think I think your topics just didn't lend themselves. Maybe, and in this last episode, Zane Australia relaxed its its pesticide restrictions. Yep, regulations. Submerica bombed no, whoa, 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 Smalltopia with urine. There we go. Following unfavorable commentary, that was also just because why not? It's a okay, season finale. So that's a three to two. So you're you're officially threatening. You're uh, threatening more than you're welcome. Bring it on, you four-headed fucks. At, at, best, <laughs> at best, you are sending very mixed messages. 
They'll, that, that way, hear me out guys, I can, I can spin this. I make, with someone predictable, <laughs> the aliens can't develop a strategy and they'll just leave. Which is actually the ad we use yeah. for this show. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I win. <laughs> I win for meta reasons. And Andropoli in this one reintroduced public transportation because the gas prices were just out of control. So aliens had come down. They wanted to see all their beautiful national parks, of which we have many in Andropolia. Might I just say they're quite lovely, quite spectacular. Come to mind, you won't die of radiation. <laughs> Australia do the same thing. Yeah. Getting rid of the pests so that the environment is beautiful and ready for enjoyment. By the same token, I cleaned up my city and just made a different city filthy. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a huge demand for moving about and Andropolia addressed that in a way that uh, made sense for its population too. I rarely do this, but I think I clean sweeped you all. (laughs) Well, well, unfortunately, you can't vote for yourself, Seb. So who are you going to vote for? I'm voting for Zane. Not because I don't want to give you the points for any like that reason. No. I honestly think he just he just did more to actually yeah, and help. I, and and so do I. I think yeah. Zane Zane uh, gets the points from oh, me no. as well. Oh no, that means that I am in the position of deciding whether Andy is the you winner are. or there is a tie for the season. Yep, yep. So what's it going to be? We all know what it's going to be. I honestly, don't know. My gosh, that was loud. So we have okay. Pitch me, Seb. Okay. Apart from the fact, and let's let's call it what it is. I unintentionally acted out an ad we have been running for this show for 100 episodes. If only you'd work toasters in there at some point. I know. But the, the, the core strategy of confuse them, make them sod off. I think on that level alone is great. But I showed solidarity on earth between all the nations. I even renamed my goddamn country World America to do so. And I gave the proverbial middle finger to the aliens. And also, you know what? Remember, I think at one stage I accused Andrew of being an alien. So I think I could tie in themes there as to why I also did my last letter to piss him <laughs> off. Um, consistent character work is what I've been pitching all season and I'm going to stick by it. All right. Andy <laughs> hated that argument. <laughs> I can tell that just went, that just went to his core, <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> well, Andropolia took the opportunity to abolish restrictive uh, uh, re- uh, mandatory retirement laws, meaning that anybody who wanted to go back to work could. Mm-hmm. And if there was going to be a, a big demand for greeters for the aliens or even representatives or people to walk around with them, like that kid that you get introduced to on your first day of school, you know, just to show you around. Oh, that kid. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to be that kid. Oi, you, want you know me? who was that kid? I me. was that, yeah, I I was was that, that kid, kid too. Kid. Yeah. How would you? <laughs> okay, no offence, Andrew. <laughs> but if I was ever, if I was ever as a nation going to be like, have a guest and say, let me show you a good nation that isn't terrifying and corrupt, I would not be bringing them to Andrew's nation. Like that's not the- mm, this That's is, a good point. I'm but, not saying mine is but, either. But I will say having some charming old people might mitigate the problem. Old people are famously racist. All right. What's the most direct thing that you did to deal with first contact? It was very much uh, the, last, the last thing of public transportation. Okay. Of implementing that uh, back, into, back into Andropolia, uh, allowing people to move about without, without congestion and at, at, at an affordable price. And so they could, they could see the country without ruining the country. Would you ask Da Vinci what was the best part of the no, Mona no, Lisa? No, 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 not the best, the <laughs> most direct. Um, I think changing the nation's name to World America to show mm. solidarity, mm. these big words. Mm. Um, but I still think the Mona Lisa line was pretty good and I think we should get that in a two I will say, I do appreciate that you unintentionally recreated the ad. That I wish that was so intentional. I also wish. wish it was intentional because you would be getting extra points. Hmm. 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 Oh, this is difficult. This is really, this is really challenging. Could I also add that another direct response mm-hmm. was that I encouraged people not to be as um, reactive towards uncomfortable behavior. Mm. Of which we will expect a lot from aliens. True. As you gave your populace guns. <laughs> I, I was going to say, <coughs> I'm going to appeal to Zane the person who always wants <laughs> more conflict on this show. One of my options was literally designed to piss off Andrew. 
I took you. <laughs> you did um, at the expense of your own businessmen and entrepreneurs. Uh, the results were fantastic. <laughs> I they, think uh, they were, unfortunately. I think. <laughs> I think. I'm giving the points to Seb. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Neither I mean, I. like, what a foolish decision, but it's final and it's, it's in star and done. Neither <laughs> did I. Uh, uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, Andy, you've been a very good ally and I hope that that continues. But well, I, 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 no think, doubt to- I think you were on a par, but yeah. renaming the, your country World America as obnoxious as that is, <laughs> I think is a more direct route than hiring... Uh, pleasant greeters. Really? What point? Oh, no, it wasn't to hire greeters necessarily. Yeah. It was uh, to free yeah. up the workforce. Let them to do it. To yeah. do whatever they needed. Greeters being one of the options. I, I honestly think you both did about the same and Seb just twisted right. it a bit. Yeah, it's, it's And then do. you made it unintentionally the ad, which is fun. I appreciate that. You're all welcome. Well, then let me just say after 100, well, after 50 episodes of vetoing and accruing points. And re-vetoing. And re-vetoing. Vetoing again. We have a final standing. <sighs> Am I winning? We never Am established the rules on how to break a tie break. I honestly... And conventionally, it is the player who gets there first. I got there first, remember? <laughs> or was highest for longer. Also me. That gets the win. I mean, like, without checking the definitions of what you just said, I was champion for the longest reign and I was there before you, you were. You claimed you were the champion. I think traditionally, if there is a tie that cancel each other's out and you're both void and so I'm the <laughs> one left standing, right? I mean, that's the, that's the answer, right? I thought we'd just flip a coin. I well, think the, the crowd agrees <laughs> with me. Uh, they've been paid by Big Zangtopia. You can't trust Zane, well, Zane, Zangtopia. Oh, God. The What's stand- your country's name again? The standings are, after 50 episodes, Zanestralia has accrued 17 veto points. I should have spent more. And yeah, you made Se- it with 17 more than you wanted to end with. Yeah. <laughs> and Submerica and Andropolia both... End sorry, what? On uh, 24. Uh, World America, I oh, do apologize. Okay, sorry, yep. Both end on 24 veto points. Why were you so, both so reasonable? I think you'll find that I wasn't because I. Oh, Zane, if, if I didn't veto you, I'd be on like 30 odd right now. I know. No, no. I mean, reasonable in the sense that I couldn't veto you more. Oh, yeah. Andropolia yeah. spent eight veto points. Submerica only spent three. Mm. Is that all I did? Yeah. Interesting. How many yeah. did Z- and all in one episode in the nuclear mm. conflict to prevent Zane Australia from uh, developing the desert? It was over multiple. No, wasn't there, it? there were two episodes because he did it once just to spite me, and then he oh, did it sorry. again. Oh, sorry. It was it was it was three all in the nuclear conflict. Yes, um, yes, yeah. yeah. in, in the same arc. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. who spent eight? You or Zane? I spent eight. Zane spent. We sent we sent the math off to NASA and they're still trying to work out how many Zane spent. <laughs> 14. Yeah. Sounds about right. 14. So had we not spent any, Zane would have ended on 31 points. Seb would have ended on 27. And Andropolia would have ended on 32. Mm. So Andropolia Spicy actually meatball. earned the most veto points. Me ending the least sounds about right. But we ended on the same. Interesting. Good interesting. Not bad interesting. <laughs> Good interesting. Well, it's been a thing. It has been a thing. And Andropolia is clearly the best nation. Well, we'll actually, we'll get into that next next week when we yeah, go through right. the stats. Okay. Yeah, I think. So we'll, we'll, what we'll do now is that is our season. Uh, we will be taking a little break, only a couple of weeks. But next week you will have a little bit of a recap on just where our nations are um, in like how, where we've come from, uh, where we hope to go in the future, what we've learned along the way or have not learned along the way <laughs> uh, and like how long our people live for. I think that's a really important statistic. It's On the lower rise. than you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for being with us for a hundred episodes. Yeah. That is incredible. Especially to our patrons. We love you the most. I know that you usually 
usually get these fifth episodes, but because it is the end of the season, we thought we'd give it to everyone this time. But you will we'll start up again next season. You'll get one in five that are just for you. We'll make um, it extra juicy. Extra juicy. We'll get Probably m- with Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Medium <laughs> rare Mortal Kombat. It'll be just us watching Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation oh, and please. talking. No, no, never again. Yeah, it will. That will be playing in the background while Andy and I beat Seb to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse ways to go. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been for the final time this season Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards C. Season three. I have been your co-champion, Sebastian, of the United States of World America. Wrong pause. <laughs> Going with it. <laughs> fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you, planet Earth. Saints well, Australia still controls the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite that, I... I uh, Except the co the co champions. We're tag chairs. team. Wait, we could be tag team champions. Yeah, tag team. Oh, yeah, tag, yeah, team both tag team champions. <laughs> Yay, tag team champions. I've got what it takes. <laughs> a gun. I've. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a pretty much. Do it. Yep. And I've been the co champion Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next season, gentlemen.